Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. 
to worship for the fourth Saturday in November. Today is November the 20th, 28th, I'm sorry, 2020. I bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I welcome you on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Let us prepare our hearts as we await the coming of our Lord. Let us watch for the one who heard our cries and shouldered the suffering of our world. Let us anticipate the coming of Christ's eternal world with wholeness, reconciliation, and plenty for all. Let us wait in expectation for the day when God's glory is revealed in all its fullness. Again, welcome to the Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church. Again, to all of our regular listeners and members and our new friends and new listeners, it's almost like I can visualize you coming into a building as you come on the line, taking your place, taking your position before the Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness Week after week, month after month, you've been faithful. The Lord has been more faithful, but you've been faithful, and we value you and we value your time. So we count it a joy to be able to welcome you all here today. Now, I would like to say, if you are seeking a church home, any of our new uh, new listeners or visitors, there will come a time in the service a little later where the invitation to discipleship will be offered and you will have an opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your life. So we give thanks for you today being here 
and we ask you to please come again next Saturday and be with us. And remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. I would like to introduce you to our serving team today. It consists of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, who will deliver the preached word. And as always, we ask you to pray for her that she will um, be able to deliver with all the fervor and fire within her what the Holy Spirit has prepared for her today for our edification. So pray for Pastor as she prepares to bring the message. Elder Carolyn Cunningham serves as our faithful worship leader, and she will lead us in our invocation and our invitation to giving. Our talk sheet manager and moderator is Brother Bob Pierce, who um, takes care of everything related to the talk sheet system. And Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey backs him up. Sister Helena Thompson is our worship service music leader, and she prepares all the beautiful recorded music that you hear, even during the prelude to worship. Our altar prayer today will be led by Sister Sharon Taylor, and if Sister Sharon is not here today, uh, Sister Lydia Terragano will stand in her place. The invitation to discipleship will be offered by Pastor Black. Let me just share a few announcements with you today. We would like to say happy birthday to Pastor Black. Her birthday is tomorrow, Sunday the 29th. So, Pastor Black, we appreciate you, and we hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful uh, birthday tomorrow, and I'm sure you'll receive a lot of calls and emails. So we're praying that you have a wonderful day. This coming Wednesday we will uh, reunite as the Embracing Purpose small group study team led by Pastor Black, and that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now the Embracing Purpose study will end on December the 2nd, and uh, the following week, December the 9th, we will resume our regular Bible study class. So all of... um, Everyone that's not participating in Embracing Purpose, please be ready on December the 9th. And this coming Thursday and every Thursday, uh, Pastor facilitates the Next Generation Support Group Ministry, and that's being held by uh, via Zoom. So if you would like the Zoom link, please reach out to Pastor Black at mgrace321 at gmail.com. Uh, Today actually begins Advent. Well, for us, tomorrow, the 29th, actually begins Advent, and that's through December the 24th. And so what we would like you to know is that Advent is a season, it's a four-week period leading up to Christmas that celebrates the anticipation and the coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Now, the word Advent does mean coming or arrival. So not only in the Christian meaning for preparation and celebration of the coming of Jesus Christ, we also anticipate and and remember and recall his birth at Christmas. We also celebrate the new life when someone accepts 
accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior. And lastly, we anticipate Jesus' returning again. So today, many uh, Protestant Christians, <coughs> excuse me, have begun to celebrate Advent. So many of you may know it as a, a religious, uh, excuse me, a, a Catholic observance, but actually many, many Protestant uh, faiths also observe it. So it's a four-week period, and each week has a different theme that we are to reflect on. And today, that particular theme would be hope, and I believe Pastor will be preaching on hope. And tied into the, each week of the celebration, whether you do it as a family or as a church, um, a candle is lit. So this week, the candle that would be lit would be one of hope. And so in ancient time, God gave his people Israel hope by speaking to them through the prophets. And he revealed what was to come and told of the great blessings they would receive when Jesus, their Messiah, would live and dwell among them. So uh, this week, please consider hope of the coming Messiah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now, actually, that is, I believe, all of our announcements for today. I would also like to say that Sister Cheryl Harvey is planning the Christmas Eve candlelight service. So I'm not sure if she has need of any additional volunteers, but you all may reach out to her at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org and uh, please find out if she needs any additional participants. And then starting January the 6th, we will begin the chronological Bible study which we will be facilitated alternately by Pastor Black, Minister Juanita Purdy, and Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey. So that is all of our announcements for the coming week and days. So I thank you for your attention to those announcements. So please remember you can go to the newsletter and on the website for a refresher of what is to come. And we do ask as we go into our worship service that you please mute your cell phones, or your landlines to protect the integrity of the service. Now, if all of our hearts and our minds are cleared of all the obstacles and distractions of the day, let's go higher in worship, and we call on the Holy Spirit, who's always with us, to take the lead and take charge of the service as we commune in our worship and our praise with God in, in the name of Jesus. And we're asking the Holy Spirit to lead our worship in spirit and in truth. And we definitely ask, oh God, for you to stay the hand of the enemy this day as we continue our worship through our scripture, our prayers, our music, our offering, and indeed the preach word. God inhabits the praises of his people. So we do ask after we've had an um, opening recorded song that Elder Carolyn will take over the rest of the service and we ask the Holy Spirit to minister to you wherever you are today and let him take charge of you. 
So please be blessed in worship today. I know that you can stand for your life is in in this
person that's going through, lift your hands and say with me. I know I can do I got a witness in here somewhere. I know. Hallelujah. No matter what may come my way. scripture selected today is taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 16. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. The second scripture selected today is taken from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let us pray. Heavenly, infinite, eternal, and holy one, we thank you for always being our refuge and our strength. Please forgive us when our faith is weak and we come to you last when we seek refuge instead of coming to you first. In our flesh, we try to solve our problems by ourselves. We come to realize 
you come to realize that that never works. We don't realize that when we seek you first, you provide us with the guidance we need every step of the way. So we thank you, Lord, for our total dependence on you. We give you our will, and we can do nothing without you. Forgive us when we think we can do this on our own. We never can, for you, Lord, are in control over our lives. In every circumstance, dear Lord God, show us how to surrender to your and not force. Take every thought the enemy pours into our brain. We thank you and evil for our good, as you promised in Genesis 50, verse 20. Strengthen our trust and faith in you and in the knowing that you have us covered. You, Lord, are handling the evil thoughts the enemy forces into our unwilling mind to receive these thoughts. When we give you power over these negative thoughts, Lord, you alone conquer them all. You silence them. You annihilate them. You overcome them. You infuse the power of your precious Holy Spirit in us, and you let us know that as your children, we are more than worthy. We are strong. We are gifted in you, Lord God Almighty, and all-powerful one. Increase our faith in you, Lord, as you use our afflictions to mold us more into your likeness. Use our faith to lessen our tendency to worry. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit who strengthens and inspires us in every trial and circumstance, especially when we pray. As Colossians 1.11 tells us, that in prayer, we will be strengthened with all his glorious power. So we will have all the endurance and patience we need. May you be filled with joy. Lord God, you increase our faith through sustained prayer. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the endurance we need when we pray in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Now let us listen to a praise and worship song as we prepare to hear the altar prayer, which Sister Sharon Taylor will lead today. Let my heart be the temple of your spirit. Let my spirit feel the world of glory and grace. Let me be a holy habitation. Where your spirit is pleased to dwell. Oh, Lord, I long to know your glory. 
I want to offer the sacrifice of praise. Jesus, uh, we come to you 
now for the prayer and needs of your people. Dear God, please help us uh, endure uh, these trials and tribulations for those who are struggling or facing homelessness. I just ask that you provide a place for your people, Lord. People who are being tortured uh, with directed energy weapons, we know that you are our shield and buckler, dear Lord. We thank you for being that shield, dear God. Help us to hold on to you, dear God, because you are our hope. You are our hope for today and for tomorrow, dear God. We pray over those who have uh, COVID, dear God. We know that you are our healer, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And we just trust you right now in all things, God. Help us to continue, Lord, uh, with your help, Lord God. For those who are struggling with drugs and alcohol, dear God, we know that you are a deliverer, dear God. Help those who are struggling with drugs and alcohol, dear God, uh, to just, Lord, just please have them uh, lose the taste for it, dear God, and help them seek your face, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray, hallelujah, God. Those who are mind-controlled, dear God, we ask that you cover our minds, cover our thought life, dear God. We thank you, dear God, because we have your word, we have your name, Jesus. We have your spirit, dear God. So we trust you in all things. If we think any way other than the word, help us, Holy Spirit, because we need you, dear God. We seek to please you in all things, Lord. We pray for anyone who has lost loved ones, dear God. We ask that you comfort them right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you continue to cover them, Lord. Strengthen their hearts in the name of Jesus like only you can, dear God. I pray for Pastor Millicent, dear God. I thank you for her life. I thank you for her vision. I thank you for refuge from the storm, church. Dear God, so targeted individuals can have a place, dear God, to come and worship and fix our eyes on you, dear God. Lord, we thank you for these things, and we thank you that she has another year, dear God, uh, of life, dear God, and we ask that you continue to cover her and protect her, dear God. We ask for uh, blessings for the leadership and the people that are uh, members and those who are coming, dear God. We thank you uh, that you have provided a place for us, dear God, a refuge from the storm, Lord. We love you. We magnify your holy name and we lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 Sister Lydia. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. We are similar to other organizations in the TI community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. We thank all of you who contributed 
to our special appeal for a computer for a TI who is in grave need of help to earn a living. The need to buy a computer has been met. Praise, we praise God, and we thank all of you who provided for this need. God will continue to bless you as you have been a blessing to one of us. Now, to make a regular contribution, you can go to our website, refugefromstormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com, or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Thank you so much. Now, let us listen to a praise and worship song as we prepare our hearts to receive the preach word today from our pastor, Reverend Dr. Miller. Prepare ye the world 
Amen, amen, amen. Comfort ye my people, saith the Lord. That's part of of uh, chapter 41 in the book of Isaiah, which is where we'll be coming from this afternoon. However, I do want to say good afternoon to some of you and good evening to others based on the time zone in which you are currently. It will be one time or the other. I give honor to God, to Jesus Christ, my Redeemer, and to the Holy Spirit, the power source of the Trinity. I also thank God for another opportunity to welcome you, you, and you to the service today. This last weekend of the month of November is also the first week of the celebration of the Advent season. I pray that you will gain a deeper appreciation for this season as we are entering a season of the celebration of the first coming of the Christ child, the blessed redemption that he brought to each of us. And then we turn our attention to look forward to the second coming of Christ when the lamb will return as a lion. Our scripture this afternoon is coming from Isaiah chapter 64, verses one through four. And it reads, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causes the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things, which we looked not for, Thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come this afternoon just bowing down before you in humble adoration before your holiness. Father God, we do indeed pray that this day you would rain down the dewdrops of your anointing from on high, God, not just on me, but upon each person that is present in the service this afternoon. For God, we come looking for you today. We come, oh God, expecting to hear from you, dear Lord. We come today, oh God, expecting to be led into all truth by the presence and the power of your precious Holy Spirit. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Father God, in all of your glory. Let your Shekinah fill us, your temples, this day in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of the message this evening is Hope in a Time of Havoc. Hope in a Time of Havoc. Now, I looked up the definition and learned that the word havoc means destruction, devastation, ruin. It could also mean informal, confusion, chaos. And still another definition is to cause a great deal of damage, 
distress, or confusion. America is still experiencing a time of confusion, chaos, devastation, and distress over the results of the election that took place just 25 days ago. In all of election history, it has never taken so long to name a president of these United States. But the official certification of this year's presidential election will not be announced until January 2021. The uncertainty of the accuracy of the voting process have wrecked havoc in the lives of two men who are each hoping to be declared president. Before the election, there was the growing hope of relief from the coronavirus. Those experiencing financial distress from the effects of the virus, closing their jobs or slowing down their production, was hoping for another stimulus check to help defray the devastation. Yet others are looking up in hopes of some signs of the second coming of Christ to defeat our enemies and to once again let the captives go free. Advent symbolizes the present situation of the church in these last days who is constantly looking up in hope as God's people wait for the return of Christ in glory to consummate his eternal kingdom. The church is in a similar situation to Israel at the end of the Old Testament in exile, waiting and hoping in prayerful expectation for the coming of the Messiah. Israel looked back to God's past actions of mercy and kindness in leading them out of Egypt in the Exodus. And on this basis, they call for God to act for them once again during this Advent season. In the same way the church during Advent looks back to Christ's first coming in celebration, while at the same time looking forward in eager anticipation when he returns for his people. The Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is sang throughout the year in representation of the cry of the church during all months of the year and during the Advent season. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And in the modern day singing of this same song, come, come let us adore him. Kneel down before him, worship and adore him. But the person to whom the song is sung is still the same. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. The world needs to be released from exile once again. We sing the same song around the world, no matter what the language, the cries of our hearts hold no barrier and the meaning is still the same. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, God with us. The prophet Isaiah is no stranger to the church. Isaiah was a Hebrew prophet who is reported to have lived about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. 
He was born in Jerusalem, Israel. We remember Isaiah best for his testimony of how he received his calling as a prophet when he saw a vision of the Lord God high and lifted up in the year that King Uzziah died. Isaiah prophesied the coming of of Jesus as the Messiah. He is believed to have written at least 39 of the 66 books of the book, uh, uh, 66 chapters of the book of Isaiah. The pericope today is part of a prayer of lament that started in chapter 63 of this same book. The word lament means to be passionately sorry, to grieve. The entire book of Lamentations is a lament of Jeremiah over his condition and the sins of the people at Jerusalem. In spite of his condition, Jeremiah got to the place where he was able to let his mind remember the goodness of the Lord and an attitude of gratitude showed up. Jeremiah got happy because of what God had already done for him and his words make us feel Thankful as Jeremiah stated, these things I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is because of the Lord's mercies, his succeed, his covenant of love that we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Jeremiah knew that though Israel was not on in favor with the Lord right at that moment, he still had hope that his prayers would bring God's loving kindness once again. Israel is in the same place during Isaiah's lament because Israel had gotten in trouble with the Lord. We've seen throughout biblical history that God knows how to chastise God's people. They would get in trouble. They would fall away. God would chastise them. They would lament. They would repent and God would restore them over and over and over throughout biblical history and over and over and over throughout New Testament times and over and over and over throughout this dispensation of grace. We get in trouble. We lament. We repent and God restores but when God wants to chastise his people, he simply removes himself from their presence and he removes his protection from them. The first thing we as a people do when God seems absent is that we begin to gripe and complain about what in the world is God doing? Where is he? Why is he silent? Why is he hiding himself from me? Rarely do we examine ourselves and make sure that we are not in error. However, in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 7, God told Solomon what to expect when things began to go high haywire and havoc sets in, much like it's done in the United States, I might add. The temple had been dedicated. God sent fire to consume the sacrifices of the people. Then God's glory filled the temple. Now, this is at the dedication of the temple that God allowed Solomon to build when he refused David the privilege. All the people were in great excitement at the presence of the Lord, but they knew that God had accepted their offerings. 
Apparently, Israel felt secure that Solomon had made intercession for them as Moses had for their forefathers in the wilderness. Solomon seemed to have covered every sin for which the people could cause God to be displeased with them. And for that, they were rejoicing. Go back and read 2 Chronicles chapter 6 and, and look at all of the different ways that Solomon knew the people could sin against God. And interestingly enough, Solomon was telling God how to react or how to respond when the people sinned. But then we worked our way on over to chapter 7 of Second Chronicles, about verse 12, God began to tell Solomon in a dream how he ex could expect God to react. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Now, I want to just stop there for a second and explain something. God is talking about the temple that he had just accepted as a, as a, a sacrifice, as a dedication to himself. Whenever the people of Israel wanted to pray and know that God heard their prayers, they would come and stand and face the temple. And there they would mouth their prayers. They couldn't go in and they could only come so far. But they would come and bring their prayers to the temple. So here we are gathered together this evening. Our homes are individual temples, but collectively we put our hearts together. We put our minds together. We put our decision together to meet the Lord, to seek and meet the Lord at this point on this Sabbath afternoon or Saturday evening. And we believe with our hope held high, that God will receive our prayers. So what God said to Isaiah, to Solomon on this particular occasion, he says, in a dream, remember, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. And if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Now, these are the conditions that indicate God's upset. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. God's given the conditions that the people would have to indicate that he's upset. God says, and when these conditions are present, if you will do this, humble yourself, pray, seek my face, Turn from your wicked ways. God says, now we've this is those of you who know computer language or computer programming, we've got these if-then statements. And this is can be the expected results. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And God goes on and says, Now mine eyes shall be open. My ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Now, I want you to see how God has turned that thing now through our faith in Jesus Christ. We've become the temple. God says, my eyes are upon the righteous 
and my ears are attentive to your cry. That's when you pray. He says, I'll hear you. In fact, he gave us the the uh, promise through the prophet Amos. Before you prayed, the answer was on the way. And while you're yet standing, I will hear you. God has sanctified us as his house. He set us apart individually and given us the privilege of coming together to praise his name. The lament of Isaiah leads God to tell Isaiah about the rebellion of God's people. God's planned destruction of the nation and the plan for a remnant to be left that God might still keep his promises to Abraham. What we found out throughout biblical history is God always has a remnant. A remnant are those who are left behind to tell the story. Imagine you and I are in this point in time, the remnant left behind to tell the story of the faithfulness of our God, of the power of our God when he decides to show up, of the goodness of our God in spite of our sinfulness, in spite of our ease and in, 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 in wavering in our faith, and sometimes in spite of our loss of hope. God says, when you are faithless, I am still faithful. I will not deny myself. Now, Sister Gloria just read about the Advent season, and she gave you the four weeks of Advent and their themes. The first week being hope or promise, which is where we are today. Isaiah in chapter 9 Verses two, six, and seven talks about the people walking in darkness. And as the child birth of Jesus came, they began to see a great light. It says on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And the very last statement he made was the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. What that meant was only God could make sure that the child came as Isaiah had just prophesied. And what we know because of the word of God is that the prophecy was fulfilled. Jesus came. Jesus Christ came into the world. The government truly was upon his shoulders, even as he hung on the cross and stood in the court of God to answer the charges for all of our sin. Not just for that day or for that week or for that month, but for all eternity. Only God could have accomplished that. The next thing we heard about Jesus was he was risen from the tomb and on his way back to heaven. But then there came an angel that said the, the same way you saw him leave, he's coming again. And for that, we wait even today. Week two of the Advent season is called preparation or prophecy. 
And Isaiah 43 through 5 speaks to that, saying a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And as we heard at the beginning of, of uh, this message, the invitation to rejoice, to be comforted, for the Savior has come. Week three is for joy or peace. Matthew 2, 11 through 10 tells us when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then week four stands for love or adoration. And that's culminated in John three sixteen through 19. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And it goes on and it talks about the verdict that Jesus had to hear while on the cross. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. We look to the hope for the presence of the Lord that is described by Isaiah in the pericope read earlier. The first 12 verses are called a prayer of hope. I invite you to read the entire chapter at your leisure. Isaiah in chapter 64 verse one starts by saying, oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens. Isaiah is asking God to show them some great signs and wonders like he did during the times of the great Egyptian exodus. Israel wanted to see the same kind of miraculous display of God's great power as in the days of old. Now, do you remember when you asked God where was the power and even the feeling of God's presence that you experienced during the early days of your Christian walk? Some of us may have asked him that question this week. Lord, where are you? God, why can't I feel your presence? Lord, why won't you do something? I remember being drawn into the Lord's presence through praise and worship on Sunday morning, and that was just not enough. I would see God on my own, calling out to him in song, and he would show up. Israel was wanting to feel God's presence through this pericope even at that point in time. But usually when we notice something missing, who's moved? We have. We've stopped praying like we used to. The business of the days or obligations to others have taken the place of our time of devotion. Before long, we don't feel like we're as close to God as we used to. But God didn't move. We have. The second part of the pericope for today says that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causes the waters to boil. I'll take you back to Second Corinthians, uh, Second Chronicles chapter 7, when God showed up as they dedicated the temple. The word of God says that the presence of God was so strong that the priests could not stand. They couldn't stand up. The psalmist wrote that the hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. Can't you see your enemies being destroyed when God shows up? The songwriter 
pen the, the words, when Jesus comes, the tempter's snare is broken. When Jesus comes, the night is turned to day. He takes the gloom and chases away the sorrows when Jesus comes. You remember when he came into your situation, brought peace. He brought joy. He brought happiness. He brought freedom from worry when Jesus comes. We haven't experienced such an epiphany of God's arrival yet. However, we have been in church services where it seemed that the fire of God did fall. I hope you've been in a service like that. Peter described this event on the day of Pentecost when it seemed like cloven tongues of fire set upon those who were waiting in the upper room. Wouldn't you like to see some of your enemies scatter when they see your great God arrive? Or even when they see our elder brother Jesus come on the scene to defend us. Can't you see Jesus powering 12 feet over your enemies? And now the tables have turned. I had a friend tell me one time that God was going to leave me in the ring with the bully until he gets tired and then God would show up. The next part of that pericope says to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. Over and over throughout biblical history, God made God's name great by the display of God's power. Nations knew about Israel's God because of how God defended Israel. It was a heavenly host that fought Israel's enemies. Gideon's 300 went down to, to uh, Gideon's 10,000, went down to 300. And then they used lights in a glass jar and horns. For David, it was a slingshot and a rock. God used a talking donkey to warn Balaam to not try cursing Israel. Who has ever heard of any of these occurrences except when reported from the Bible? To the world, God is known by what God has done. To a child of God, God is known by who God is. He's my joy and sorrow, my hope for tomorrow. To others, God is known as Jehovah Jireh, the provider. El Shaddai, the breasty one. Jehovah Rapha, the healer. Jehovah Shammah, our peace. Jehovah Nissi, the one who goes before us into battle. Jehovah Rohi, the God who sees. We can't follow the frequencies that come at us to hit us. They're called the, the, the waves. We don't know where they come from and we don't see where they go, but we know when we've been hit by them. But guess what? Jehovah Rohi, the God that sees, knows where they came from. He knows who sent them. He saw the, the decision to send what free, which frequency to hurt which part of us. He saw the what the hive mind when they came together, God sees it. He sees all of it and he knows where they live. But during this Advent season, Jesus was the promise in the beginning and he still is the promise. First to redeem, then to conquer as our soon coming king. He's still wonderful as our counselor. He's still a mighty God. He still is the everlasting father, and we still know him as the Prince of Peace. And then we get down to the last part of that 
pericope for this evening for since the beginning of the world. We find it also over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waited for him. Here, Isaiah still is pronouncing his statements of hope. He's still hanging his hope on the promises of God and on the actions of God in times past. But he still declares since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor have they heard with their ear, neither have they seen with their eyes. What the apostle Paul says, the great things, that God has in store for them that wait for him. We wait in hope, believing that God will come like he said he would, believing that just as Jesus was promised to come the first time and he's promised to come again, we stand in hope, believing that no matter what we see, what we hear, what we hear, notice, what we wait to hear is the shofar, what we wait to hear are the angels singing. He's coming. He's coming again. What we wait to hear is Jesus saying, I'm here. All is well. All is being conquered. You are being delivered and set free from all who has oppressed you. No matter how ready any human or any transhuman army of man is to fight Jesus and the angels. God, we wait for you with hope in our hearts. Until then, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom us, O Israel. Amen. 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 For the inspiring message of having hope in a time of havoc. Let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating receiving that message. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship, which Reverend Dr. Millicent will offer today.
Now, did you all hear me at all? No. Okay. Well, I was just starting off the invitation to discipleship and to join Refuge from the Storm Church by saying, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and I excitedly wish to share with you this invitation that if you are in need of someone to bring hope into your times of havoc, Jesus is the answer. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's a promise from Jesus himself. Remember that Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their road. Now, these are some steps to take on the road to salvation. One, admit that you can't save yourself from sin. Two, be willing to repent, turn from sin. Three, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. And then invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Now, if that's you this evening, I'd like for you to pray with me this prayer for salvation. Dear God, I know I can't save myself from sin. I know I am not where I want to be and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community is what we encourage. And then to start your journey on being a, uh, a child of the living God, it's important that you spend time getting to know God and getting to know Jesus and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit by reading the Bible. We suggest the books of Ephesians and John as a good place to start. And then send us an email if you aren't if you don't stay on the call this afternoon or if you're listening to this service from the comfort of your home by um, by computer, even if you're in another state or another country, send us an email to admin at refuge from the storm church dot org to become a member of refuge from the storm church, a church that was designed for those who are shut out from the four-walled church for whatever the reason, but especially by illegal organized stalking and electronic harassment. And especially write to us for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Millicent, for that very special invitation. Now let us listen to our closing praise and worship song to be followed immediately by final remarks and the benediction. 
which will be offered by Pastor
this thank you i started again that we do overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony as promised in the book of revelations i want to again tell you how much i appreciate your presence with us this afternoon i pray that the words and the songs and the prayers and the scripture that have been said this day have been a blessing to you and that they will be used to bless you throughout the days to come. I pray also that you all had a, a happy and a peaceful Thanksgiving. I do recognize that the Thanksgiving, uh, any holiday season is especially, can be especially trying for those of us who are targeted because it's my understanding that that those who are are assigned to cause us uh, such persecution are Satanists, and Satan really hates these holidays, the holidays of the family, and truly the holidays of Christ. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony about the Lamb. So we have to keep the words of Christ on our lips and make sure that we understand that He is indeed our hope throughout all of the days of havoc that comes at us. I want to remind you of our, um, the second Saturday in December is our uh, support staff appreciation day. So we want you to please, please, please have your uh, thoughts and words of appreciation ready for for them and also any cards, any gifts that you might want to present with them, to them, uh, contact me. I'll be happy to give you addresses for mailing purposes. I also want to invite you to our next times of meeting, which is Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Time for our early morning prayer, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning, Wednesday evening on next week, uh, Minister Juanita is going to be coming to us with, with some special teaching, getting us back in the mode of week our weekly Bible study. That's an exciting time to get back into the Word. And next Thursday night is our, uh, we resume our next generation support group for anyone who is having difficulty just adjusting and dealing with the things that are happening in your life. But especially for those between the ages of 25 and 41 who are just not, um, maybe not be as strong uh, in the word of God and in prayer as, as we are, and we can lend to them our help and our support. Then back next Saturday for another church service. Next Saturday will be our first Sunday in December, but our second week of, of celebrating Advent, and someone will come with a special reading during the service. I want you all to please lift up in prayer Sister Helena and uh, Thompson, who is our worship music minister, and her sister, uh, they both, I believe, live in Washington State. Lift them up in prayer. Um, as her sister was carried to the emergency room this sometime during today. And she's having extreme, extreme 
assaults that cause her great difficulty. Now, for those of you who desire prayer, please stay on the call after the recording has ended and we will be happy to pray with you and those of you who need to leave the call. I offer this benediction. All our problems, we send to the cross of Christ. All our difficulties, we send to the cross of Christ. All the devil's works, we send to the cross of Christ. All our hopes, we set on the risen Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.